Episode 8 maneuver? Yeah, the fucking... I can't even remember the name the of Budapest it. The Budapest Gambit. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? You know, that Star Wars film where they did that thing that never happened in Star Wars before where they oh, just yeah. fucking drive Random. a spaceship directly into the other spaceship. They're doing the thing. They're doing the thing. Oh, no. The thing. He's lazing lazily to the left. <laughs> that man's got some maneuvers. I'll try spinning. <laughs> and welcome back to the seventh star of the right oh, podcast. We? <laughs> we are totally recording right now. Do you see that red bar? That red bar means that we have been recording. All of that has been captured. Oh no! Not everything. Our vicious not everything. Well, they didn't start. Uh, we didn't get the full episode one recap. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of recaps, uh, what do you guys remember from last time? That's a good question, Jeffrey. Yeah. We should start every every episode with this. Many things happen. Yeah, because it turns out you guys don't remember shit from the previous sessions unless I ask you what's going on and then tell you what's happening. The days blur together. <laughs> so uh, we are still doing our little Ar- Ar- Arcus. Arcus side quest. Um, we are helping him reconnect with the Fire Fangs. They seem to be... On Fistos, we are going to the city of Novavoxus, and that place has like a bunch of pre-tech factories or something like that. We, we learned some things about the planet. They have creatures that like explode if you shoot them with lasers. So that's kind of neat. Yeah. yeah, so we're going to be doing that a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, All right. And so we got, we got, uh, or we distance. They'll explode over there. Of course, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, Diana, crap. What's her name? Uh, so there's Did Diane. Diane. There's Diane. She's gone. There's the, Danny. Yeah. It, Danny's the one who gave us the, the communicator. Jobs and Shit. is who's friends, friends with Adam. With, and okay. Diane, who we haven't met yet. The other one. Yeah, she'll <laughs> be on the third. She'll be on Fistos. Um, Danny uh, gave us some some job listings for things there, so we could get clearance to get to the planet. Uh, we took a thing ex- escorting. Some scientists into a wasteland. So that sounds fun and safe. Yeah. Um, and then somebody showed up at the end. Aaron version. A very special boy. A very special boy. The very specialist boy who came in uh, in episode one and you haven't seen hide or tail of him or whatever that, that phrase is. <laughs> hide more hair. <laughs> and you haven't said hi to him. You haven't said hi to him <laughs> And at now it's all. awkward. It's in minimal. fact, you were supposed to meet up with him and then you just kind of blew him off and now he was just mm. like... Oh, I'm sorry that we disrupted his <laughs> fucking human experimentation <laughs> trafficking setup. Oh, like, no. It's the worst. I'm sad we, we it's stole It's been keeping ship. us up at night, you know, really just racked mm-hmm. with guilt. Um, actually, before we jump into stuff, though, do we want to go through? Yeah, this? there were actually a couple of other things that okay. happened. Mm-hmm. So obviously, sure. Nona wanted to check up on Quinn and she yep. is doing well. Mm-hmm. Um, she wants to protect materials from the planet that we're going to. Because the materials that she's working with right now are subpar. And she's uh-huh. hungry. She no, hum- no, no. She no. hungry? She, she hungry. needed to crunch them up. Oh, yes, of mm-hmm. course, because no, no, no. she's the With space station. She's had to just have, like, Fritos, just mm-hmm. Funyuns recently. <laughs> oh. It's really missing just the puffs. Um, additionally, uh, someone wanted to talk specifically with Zix, I yeah, believe. Yeah, I had a conversation yeah. with, I believe, Zix about, yeah, we talked about true AI stuff. 
Right, because he's been talking with uh, Quinn and just like trying to get an understanding. Yeah. Were there any major revelations that you got from that? Not that I wrote down. Oh no. Yep. <laughs> I mean, from what from what I remember is I was approaching it through a lens of, oh shit, how much do, do they know? Hmm. Kind of deal, and so it didn't seem like they were close to being able to. Not particularly. I yeah. believe uh, Zix was also able to come to the conclusion that uh, the the creation of the true AI is somehow this marriage between uh, this this flow of metadimensional energy, yeah. as well as some kind of crystalline housing to contain it. And we did discuss a lot about Senna and like here's where the metadimensional energy it was in the making this thing smaller that stuff started cracking yeah. that sort of thing. I don't know if that's the huge revelation you were talking about though. So. No, I was I was mostly like but it was it was effectively <laughs> there appears to have been and you I think you figured this out as well defects yeah. in and the the crystalline structure of Senna's core uh and those Defects also exist within um, Quinn's Quinn. core as well. Right. But Quinn's core is so much more massive. Yeah. And I asked a little bit about like, is that going to be a problem? Do we have to repair them? That sort of thing. But it seemed the general idea was no. Yes. And even if you wanted to, there's not really a great way to do that sort of without destroying Quinn. Mm -hmm. Because Quinn is currently all of right. that defects and all. Um, so yeah, nice. you, you learned, you learned that. <laughs> that is nice. That is nice. Yeah. You, you can be a person and still have defects. You, you don't have to be perfect. You can be, you can be the most fucked up space station you want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can. <laughs> there's, there's no like follow up to that. You just, you can be the most fucked up space station you want. Yeah. That's the takeaway. <laughs> However many grapes you want on your stick, <laughs> you take it. Just keep shoving them on there. All right. Um, I don't think there was anything else major. I have a note here that during your trip to Fistos, no, no, that you want to. Oh, you also fixed some robots. Or yes. I guess we can we can tie that into what you, I was, yeah. the, the new stuff that you guys got um, yeah. before you inevitably get into a, a bloody bloody combat yes. with this man who has come for your heads. Was there other what? things you what? wanted to hit on before we did that? Uh, no, I don't think so. Okay. That, that was all that I had in my notes. You talked to to Zix. You talked to Quinn. Um, I believe. Philip may have already mentioned this, but Arcus and Rodana are both from the same, originally from the Fire Fangs. I did not mention that. Okay, yeah. That was where, where we started, where they were both like, we recognize each other. And I had to go back and forth in the different bear voices because that was <laughs> a thing that I made myself do. So that's ha that, that happened. Um, he also mentioned that Rodana uh, is the daughter of Pycletes, the current commander of the Fire Fangs. And she uh, severed ties with him and started her own clan uh, because she didn't like the way things were run and wanted to have more than just Ursum in the clan. And mm. so you can see the result of that is the Paragon freelancers. Uh, he also mentioned that Atlas was related to that in some way and asked about him and knows now that he's doing all right on Gal. And he is doing all right on Gal. He's turned into a Muppet every night. <laughs> Getting shit-faced. Oh, no. Oh, it's his bare liver. <laughs> oh, it's it's seen better days. Okay. 
Um, but let, let, that's, uh, let's transition into, uh, obviously, Zix and Dix got them bag of tricks. Yep. Um, and you guys are now flush with money because you got the second half of your money. Yeah. Uh, the, the extra 50,000 credits. So you would think, Jeff. So you uh, would think. <laughs> we, we, we talked a little bit about this off air, but uh, we've joked about you guys just kind of being... Uh, dragons. Dragons. We're dragons. You, we collect stuff. And you collect stuff it. and you just sort of sit on it. It's like, this is my stuff. I like this stuff. It doesn't really provide me any benefit, but I just want we more of it. it. So you got 50,000 more credits yep. that you could spend on Zix and Dick's bag of tricks. And I believe Nona also hired some of the engineers to help her fix up her robot army. Yeah. So how so about you to go start, to what to you start got? with that, um, I have fixed all of the robots. I paid money to fix all of the robots and repair their um, drone links, direct links. Basically, the thing that we've got four Quinn, four bots that Quinn made. Mm -hmm. And those bots have stuff built into them that allow you to control them. So I've got that setup going. And then I also have uh, Juan has been fixed, the civilian security bot. Yep. Um, and so that exists. Um, I have plans for the future to sort of take one of the one of the pretext security bots, one of the weaker Quinn robots, mm -hmm. and kind of fit it so that EDI two four six can be in I there and see the C and see the C if he wants to. But yeah, in the meantime, all of the stuff's fixed. All of it's kind of ready to go. And I think we discussed off air. They're just sort of all expert systems. So that means level below VI, which is a level below AI, which is what I am. Yeah. So uh, just to remind people, true AI, it's functionally no different than uh, a, 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 a person, a conscious being that can learn and understand like new concepts and warp their, change themselves to... Uh, take in these new concepts. VIs can do that to some extent, but it's a, a lot narrower of a focus. Yep. Um, and they're ten, they tend to be built for a very specific purpose. And if they try and do anything outside of that purpose, they struggle a little bit. And expert systems are really just like automated drones, effectively. Yep. They, they follow commands, but they can't really think for themselves and they can absolutely not learn at okay. all. Um, so that... You have a, a bunch of expert systems. Mm -hmm. And so we, we've talked a little bit about what you wanted to do with them. We've got drone links into them. So yeah. uh, Nona can give them commands from, from any distance yeah. but because they have expert systems in them. They can act on their own and they will tend to act in self-defense if they are attacked as they are security and uh, like soldier-like drones, mm -hmm. uh, robots. You only have one that was specifically built for combat. The other ones are security, right? Yep. All the, basically, I've got two different flavors of security bots that have stun batons on them. Mm -hmm. And then another one is capable of wielding weapons, but we're going to leave him <laughs> in the corner for now. Let's, let's, let's hold off on giving, uh, giving weaponizing the, yeah. that, that guy. And so... The ones that Quinn specifically built also have this same pathways within it that allow a true AI to sort of jack in. Mm. And we've been calling that. That is a homebrew thing. This is yeah. not within the rules at all. But I just thought it was neat. And then you thought it was neat. So yeah. we're letting you do so it too. Doing if you want. It. Um, it, it's effectively similar to if you got if anyone has ever played D&D. &D, 
and has the fine familiar spell. It, it allows you to kind of look and act through your familiar mm -hmm. at the cost of losing the consciousness that you are currently embodying. So if Nona wants to go into one of these things, um, her body would kind of end up in a catatonic state. But that is something that she could theoretically do mm -hmm. if she wants to go into a dangerous situation and know what's happening. Yep. So, yeah. So that's that. Nona spent 100 credits of her own money, which was all the individual money she had in the world because we're <laughs> pooling the rest of our resources um, to get that done. So those are all fixed. Those are all the statuses on all of those. And then also I had everybody, because I realized Nona was just kind of sitting on all of the money and nobody else really knew it was up. So I threw together a, a coordination thing and we discussed different stuff people can buy and we know how much money we have. And we also know about shared resources now, such as all of the random stuff we just keep piling up on the ship. Um, oh, at some point, if the giant pile of guns is going to be a group resource, we should also add that to the yeah, stock. Yeah, it is. That's just sitting on the if ship right now. If it's yours, that's also fine. I, I do but not yeah, need basically, 30 guns. We've got um, a list together of individual things people want to buy for various reasons and potentially some group expenses also. Cool. Yeah. Let's go through them. What would right. you guys get? Cool. Um, so right now, I think the biggest thing is I think we buy them out of Brainwave. Having that on hand seems good. Um, I think that's a group expense because we're probably going to use it to do the cure thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Uh, as... As you're referring to, Hans Gerson used a mixture of reverie and brainwave in order to uh, max out the system strain of his patients before performing some kind of biopsionic technique on them that would cause this, this secondhand torching that he referred to as clipping. Yep. Um, so we've got that, and I've got the reverie plus. So we should be able to do that when we next have some downtime. Don't let me forget. In terms of what Nona wants to buy, Nona wants to buy a pre-tech toolkit, um, some explosives for reasons, is what it <laughs> says. Um, and then I would like to propose just straight up buying them out of the 100 pre-tech spare parts that they have, uh, because those are... Do you have enough money for that? I thought so. How, how, might how, be moving how many, many pre-tech parts do they have? Each one of those is like 500 credits? Oh, is it? I, thought, I can't remember. I thought it was like <laughs> 75. Oh, then yes, you <laughs> probably can. I was mixing it up with something else. Okay. Um, let me let me double check on that. But yeah, no, I thought it was 75 and then I checked with you. I'm like, are you sure? Yeah, yeah no, that, that, that's fine. All right. Be, I, I, oh, wait, no, it, they're each 100, I think. Yeah, it's cheaper than it would be elsewhere because they are living in a station that is effectively all pre-tech parts. Yeah. So they are flush with this thing. And if anyone wants to take it, they they can take it as a, a big uh, discount. So yes, there's a hundred of them and they cost a hundred a piece and a normal spare part costs 75. Um, and these are roughly twice as effective. Hence why I mm -hmm. think buying So that's that like 10,000 credits worth of stuff. That is right? correct, yeah. yes. But it's a very good value. Yes, it's a very good value. You'd be losing money if you didn't buy them. I, this is like... <laughs> I'm six and I'm fucking insane. <laughs> um, we have too much metal shit. 
<laughs> Take my metal shit, please. please. <laughs> oh God. Okay. Um, do other people? Do you want me to just keep reading off? Do other people want to talk about what they want to buy and why? From uh, from Six and Dicks, I was just going to get uh, another thing of integrity. Just you know, they have it. It's not always available, so it's good to have a There's little some bit good of shit right there. Something to, yeah. to keep you alive. That's mm-hmm. how many of those they they've got a lot. Of yeah, but they're expensive. Yeah. Yeah, so I just got the one. Yeah, and then Alex mostly wants a shield and then Lazarus patches to distribute in case he goes down again. Yeah, I also had down you wanted a translator torque. Yeah, and a translator torque. And that, you, uh, if you want, you you could that's get fine. That's all Alex wants. No? Yeah. No more? All no. right. That, making this a lot cheaper then. So then maybe I'm mostly the one spending all the group money still, which is fine. Um, all right, cool. So then we have purchased those things. Yep. And quickly to, to describe what the translator torque is, yes, um, because I don't think we have it's a little goblin. Yeah, it, it's a it's a it's a little <laughs> goblin that sits on your shoulder and whispers into your ear any Sweet. foreign language that it hears into the language that you speak, and then when you speak, uh, it just shouts back at the person in the language that they first got. Nice. <gasps> it's actually a, a little small device rather than a goblin that sits Damn. on your shoulder, but it's the same sort of idea. Could you purchase an upgrade to get the uh, the goblin instead? <laughs> <laughs> if you really want. Nona can probably help you out with that. I also have it down. I just picked three Lazarus patches. Is that a good number? Yeah. All right, sure. cool. Um, and the one other thing I did want to propose is that we do have an ATV style car-like thing. We could buy a big old gun for it. Just put that big to, old gun on the back. We could buy of it. a big old gun for it, and then we could have a drivable big old gun. That sounds exciting. Yes, I wanted to check about the ease of adding that and taking that off of the car. I think it would be fairly straightforward. Okay, it's kind of what these heavy weapons cool. are are meant to. Um, <laughs> granted, you would only be able to like ever have one heavy weapon equipped at a time. I'm not 100%. letting you just piling on a bunch of different types of very large weaponry onto a thing. It's just one. Yeah. Just one. Well, I did want to ask as a group, do we want the heavy machine gun or the rocket launcher? Ooh. You know what, man? They're both going to turn heads at custom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do you have anything you want to declare? Um, no. No, I have something I want to show you. <laughs> Just just to point out that heavy machine guns are tend to be better for fighting uh, infantry or smaller things, and rocket launchers tend to be better at bigger things like vehicles. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Rocket launchers have a minus four to hit a human or smaller. Yeah, by the con- by the Geneva Convention. By the yeah. by the Geneva yeah. Convention, it can't be any better than that. International law. <laughs> it cannot lock on to to human sized no, targets. No, it cannot. So yeah, kind of a, a guess up in the air right now because I don't think we want to buy both of these. What do we mm. foresee our future adventures including? Rocket launchers for sure. <laughs> rocket launcher. Yeah, right. definitely rocket launcher. Also, the heavy machine gun just fires money. Right? <laughs> it does. It's like every round you use costs you twenty five credits. <laughs> Work? Yeah, so in the, in the <laughs> Wait, rules, really? I, I did really explicitly write out what it th- means there. Um, write down the notes. It just says 25 credits per shot. Um, the, the whole idea is you're firing a, a shit ton of bullets in that six seconds. And in that total amount of time, you are effectively spending 25 credits. What's the quote from the heavy in TF2? <laughs> oh, God, I don't know the exact uh, thing. <laughs> 
finding cost. this for six seconds costs ten thousand dollars. Like Thank you. Yeah. So that. So that. Yeah. So uh, about that. Um, yeah. I don't know actually how much rockets cost. Yeah, I was gonna say we Too haven't much. been doing. Mm. We haven't been for normal ammo. We haven't been for the bigger stuff. I'm gonna make you. No, keep no, track no. I think it. we definitely should. I think that is the correct move. Just, I guess we'll we'll buy the rocket launcher and then let let me, let me know. I think it's under Household Express <laughs> expense. Fuck. Don't. <laughs> God damn it! I had one take, <laughs> and you lost it. I lost it. Another another thing to call out: uh, ammo missile. So it's just under <laughs> ammo and power. It is 50 credits each. Mm. 50 credits each. Ammo missile. Okay. And it can only That's really fire we one at a credits. time. Then you have to. Yeah. So every. Okay. T- um, Unless we get two rocket launchers. I'm saying. Just just keep track of how many you have and how many you want to use. Well, when you use them, keep track of. Them. So is this a when you do we need to pre-buy ammo or do you just want every time we fired this for it to subtract that much money? We should probably buy you should, missiles. Yeah. You should pre-buy okay. this. How much how much we how many missiles we want? How many missiles do they have at the store? Are they selling uh, the they, they are selling the missiles. They they probably have like ten in stock. Four missiles. Okay. Add that. Five missiles. one for one for each of us. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that, that that was all the stuff that you guys bought Yay. for this new adventure that you're going on to Fistos. And we'll get there next time. <laughs> next time. <laughs> that was it. That's all Jeff had prepared. Yeah, that's all I had prepared. Um, no, uh, so that, that was everything. And so we left off last session uh, with Adam, ADM141, speaking up and saying uh, to Rodana, Rodana, Rodana mm-hmm. we are being hailed. By a fighter class. The name that they are giving <laughs> is Aaron Version. Yeah. Although it's probably a little bit higher than that, a little bit, a little bit happier. I can't remember because I gotta go into this. So uh, Rodana says, um, "Don't know an Aaron Version." Uh, Where are mm, we? Because we were you, like yeah, waving it, and heading out. Are yeah. we like pulling uh, away as oh, we're right, hearing well, this? Like or? no, he. he Danny and Rodana were saying their goodbyes because they're the only. Oh. Uh, yeah. So you were about to head out, and he and uh, ADM one four one came up at that point in time, and said, "Hey, hello, this is happening now." And so this, you guys are right here, as well as Arcus, if if that matters. <laughs> it does not. Hello, I'm here too. <laughs> Cooking monster. Um, we know an Aaron version. Um, he is a stooge, a high-ranking stooge mm-hmm. of the Beholder Collective um, and our former employer who we are in, I would say, pretty severe breach of contract with. Um, so, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll be <laughs> seeing you. It's Hi. kind of bad that he found us, but maybe <laughs> we should just leave. So, so, yeah, he might have questions about us, which you can feel free to answer however honestly you choose. I don't know if we told you which where we're going, and we're not going to if we did. 
um, if we didn't. Okay. Um, oh. But in the meantime, he'll probably be very interested in that dossier. So there's your bargaining chip. Oh, okay. Um, so <laughs> maybe you guys don't want to leave. If I... he's in vicinity to hail us, he could probably see you guys or pick you guys up as you're leaving. I was about mm. to say the same thing. Yes, perhaps not. We'll wait until he lands then. <laughs> <laughs> well, we don't know what he wants. So I suppose we should open up that channel of communication. If that's all right, I will keep everything on the down, though. I don't want if if he sees to... this ship here, he's going to be not happy about yeah. it. If I were to guess, uh, this is so awkward. We totally flaked on him when we stole his thing. You said he was he's a um uh, a high ranking mook for Stooge. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. also fine. I think that's um, for the Beholder Collective. Yeah. I don't know if you guys know this or uh, if Tony told you, but uh, one of our past bases was raided by them. So I don't want them to know who we are either. So same boat right now. Let's <laughs> okay. uh, Hello. take this call then, I suppose. All right. Um, does anybody want to tell Zix and Dix about the ship and the uh, ship destroying bomb they have on hand? <laughs> Just out of curiosity. Oh, let's uh, go ahead. Yeah, well, we can <laughs> certainly uh, ding dong. You know, yeah, I'll you a message. Open up. Oh, I'm sorry. Was were you on the channel with him? Because, <laughs> no, well, not well, yet. Not yet. Okay, no. good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and she nods over to Danny, who um, starts typing something up into her compad and goes off to maybe call to Zix and Dix. Computer, hail. <laughs> I'm just picturing this man. So rings the doorbell, ding, ding, and there's just the space door opens and we just throw a new cat in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here. Yeah, that's that's probably a good idea. Set, that's, setting that's off a, a nuke right next to what, your space why station. Would you give you us have the... to keep all your options open. You do. You really do. Um, and so uh, Rodana turns to Adam and says, "All right, um, uh, open open the line of communication." Uh, uh, Alex kind of turns towards the group and will quietly, so as hopefully not to be picked up, go. Uh, so do we want to, like, get ready and maybe turn the ship on or what's our plan? I don't uh, think we can, um, I don't think we can outrun them. I mean, if he's, if he's leaving the ship and then we boom, take off and, you know, slightly turn left, um, he can't catch us. <laughs> uh, yes, the famous maneuver. Uh, known as their way to, like, keep the engine running, but quietly <laughs> so he doesn't know we want to leave. I can prepare for, for takeoff. Yeah, I will. I will do that. I will go into the the Phoenix and be prepared to leave quickly. Okay, can uh, since you're trying to figure out if you could outrun this thing, uh, can you guys give me what the speed of the Phoenix is? Yeah, I was yeah, going sure. to say Pop I'm quiz. pretty darn certain we can't outrun this thing. But no, sure. the fighter's faster. But yeah. we've outrun fighters we've before. Got a three. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think we could get into one of those situations where we could, like, enter the combat and then run like chickens like we usually do, mm -hmm. um, which I would be completely fine with. It's just he would still know we were here. Yeah, it, it depends. So from your experience, Nona, uh, in, in in space travel, um it really would depend on the type of fighter class because the fighter class houses a, a whole slew of things. Mm -hmm. It could be anything from a strike fighter 
which would be able to outrun you because they're supposed to be these fast and specifically used to attack. Uh, but while like one person things intend to not go too far out into deep space, right? They're oftentimes mainly used as defense for larger, larger things, yeah. planets, major stations, or something like that. So it wouldn't make sense for a strike fighter unless it was something specifically built for that purpose. Yeah. Um, and then there's the shuttles, which mm. are the cheapest form of interstellar travel, uh, but they are actually quite slow, about as fast as what you would you guys would have. Sure. So uh, you're not entirely sure that the specs of what he has or if it's some kind of spruced up shuttle. But at the very least, your the Phoenix being a frigate class is just a, a, already a class larger yeah. and therefore has better health, better armor and stuff like that. So you probably wouldn't be too concerned just to yeah. give you a heads up as your understanding of the situation. I, I think still, ideally, our outcome here is that he does not know we are here or have been here. If need be, we can, you know, run and try to outrun him. But then he knew we were here. All right. Um, yes. Yeah, so Nona is going to go get ready to make the ship go on the off chance we need to make a quick getaway. Mm-hmm. Um, and just be ready for that. Just be ready. You know, I'm warming up the car, that kind of thing. All right. And so uh, Rodana directed uh, Adam to open up the line of communication and this light on the, the big uh, lens that he has in the in front of his face lights up and projects a, a little hologram in front of his face. And you see that same man that you saw before, very tight, business, casual, um, uh, well, actually, a business, business casual, like a suit itself. Um, business but, formal. Yeah, business, business formal. formal. Business, business. It is business, time for business. 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 Um, is this working? But uh, the the outline of of his body makes it very clear that he uh, possibly served. He's very like lean, muscular, uh, and he all still has that that scar that creeps up creeps up the. Uh, Left side of his neck? I'm going to say the left side of his neck. It's 50-50 chance, right? Don't have his description yeah. up in front of me. He's got that same burn scar, so this is the same Aaron version that you met with before. And he says, uh, Greetings, Space Station Glazov 5. We came across your signal while investigating this system. Uh, to whom may I, am I speaking right now? Your video is not on. <laughs> and can, everyone, can everyone turn the video on? <laughs> I don't. I don't want to be talking to a, a blank screen, please. Oh. My webcam is being so weird right now. It just like it. Yeah, sorry, doesn't work. Uh, <laughs> and at that, Rodana says, uh, uh, "Forgive me for my suspicion, uh, Gazer Gazer zero zero three. Uh, but this station was intended to be a, a safe haven for my group here, and I'd rather not say uh, or show." More than I have to. Um, you can call me Commander, though. Sorry. And <laughs> uh, Aaron Version says, Very well, Commander. I am a member of the uh, Beholder Collective, the collective who have a growing interest in this uh, system here, Metanar. Uh, we're searching for uh, two people in particular, a, uh, and he pulls up 
a little list in front of him. A Claire Watanabe and a Anthony LeBeau. And let me... <laughs> well, neither of those are here. <laughs> so just keep on your way. Sorry, we just have Claire and Tony. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he types something into his console and says, uh, I will uh, send you along their uh, information. Have you seen either of these two people? And on that same screen which you see his face, you appears a, uh, a picture of Claire. It's a, it's a, a younger version of Claire with the, the, um, the shoulder length hair, or actually a little bit longer because she's taken it up more in like a, a bob or a pixie cut, uh, closer to a shorter cut hairstyle. And then a much younger Tony who was going through his edgelord phase <laughs> and like has that slicked back hair with the bandana and is clearly holding a um katana no <laughs> <laughs> two katanas i can be your hand. angle or your double i was i was, <laughs> was going to say a, a panel that says katana. anthony lebeau it was, it's very clearly like a, a, uh, a mug shot <laughs> okay. i like the swords better <laughs> we should make i that. can be your angle or your your demon. Oh God. <laughs> I feel like if you're hunting for people, the most embarrassing and most effective thing you could use are old Facebook profile pics. <laughs> it's so true. Um and uh Rodana looks are you guys just straight up leaving? Are you even going to be around for the rest of this conversation? I was told to go heat up the car. Yeah. I'm gonna like linger, you know, in earshot. Um, for Alex, it depends on how Claire's doing. If Claire looks scared, he will, you know, defer to what she wants. Otherwise, he'll yes. stay out and want to listen in. Yeah. So what you can tell from Claire is she's not really scared. She's more interested. Um, very clearly, you guys uh, talked to her when you, you first found her on the uh the Blue Robin, it was called before it was the Phoenix. Certainly was. Um, now it's got flames. <laughs> now it's got flames and a completely different and cooler name. And you guys were talking to her about, how, how, have you ever seen either, heard any of these these names? And she said no, but she was also very like introverted yeah. and didn't necessarily want to divulge too much information. And uh, I believe it was Alex that finally got to her and she described uh, before she left with the Children of Silence, a man coming and one that had a burn on the, the, the right side of his neck or the left side of his neck. He's just he's got burns on both sides of his neck now. Um, <laughs> would those be would those be side burns? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, and the podcast now. <laughs> just We're not going to top that. Shut it off. <laughs> We've peaked. We've peaked. Um, and so this is obviously the, the the maybe like the 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 second or third time she's even seen this person, the one who theoretically brokered her sale? Yeah. Question mark. It's human trafficking, mm. man. Yeah. We don't care for it. Um and so she doesn't really have much intention on leaving. She wants to kind of hear how this plays out and is curious. Um, but we'll obviously, if you guys start moving towards the ship, be like, oh, okay, yeah. Um, Alex will stay there and uh, we'll also walk over to Arcus if he's still around and just kind of briefly go, so are you any good uh, in the gunner pit? Uh, 
I I've I've spent my uh, share of combats in the gunner pit. Yeah. Alex nods. Okay. <laughs> cool, cool, Just cool. Just checking. Just uh. Just letting right. him know what the what the five is. Oh yeah, yeah, you know, I know, I got it. <laughs> the mic's on. <laughs> and so, Aaron sent along the, these these mug shots or the, these pictures, and Rodana goes, "Um, sorry, don't recognize either of these people. Um, perhaps uh, they've been somewhere else in the the sector. Why why do you say you've been looking for them? And you can see, uh, Aaron has had to, tried to have this." pretty pleasant demeanor um, as like, hey, just trying to find some information here and like has like this slight smile and is trying to be like, you know, genial. Um, But at that, you can just see like a twitch (laughs) happens and still in a very polite way, he says, Commander, I have reason to believe that you might know where one or two of these people are, it would be imperative for you and your safety and the safety of your station for you to tell me. Quick, get the robots. <laughs> and Rodana says, I, I don't believe I care for your tone. <laughs> and at that, you can hear someone off mic saying, Aaron, just, just, can you just, Go get get out of here! Get and, and you see like hands just sort of start waving him off, and he's like, "No, like just I, I got this." And she get he gets pushed off screen, and then in front of you stands a bronze skinned woman, very elegant. She has a uh, a azure overcoat. Um, is very clearly a businesswoman. Has her hair tied up in a tight bun. Her, her and. She adjusts herself and says, Hello, Commander. My name is Eriko Watanabe. I'm shocked to tell you, I tell you. <gasps> what? Crazy. I, we do, in fact, have reason to believe that you know the location of these two individuals. Now, please forgive my associate over there. He tends to be a bit heavy-handed in these... Uh, situations uh his military background you see aaron could you please go and fix yourself some tea or something and you just hear a grump go off off screen oh they dating (laughs) 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 it is not our intention to bring harm to either yourselves or in fact these two people despite what it seems like my colleague here makes it seem. We have reasons to believe that these two individuals are in great danger. In fact, as you may have recognized, Claire Watanabe shares my last name. This is because I adopted her from the planet of Orisiame, where she was born. This was in order to get her out of a terrible Awful situation there. And we very much would like to make sure that she comes home safe. There are forces outside of my or even the Beholder Collective's control that would seek to do her harm. 
as well as any travelers with her were aware that a, a group of individuals uh, tasked with bringing back the ship in which she was staying ran off with her, were afraid for all of these individuals' safety. Now, please, if you have any information, give it to us and we'll make sure that no harm comes to them. And Rodana just... <laughs> silently, like, looks over at you guys. I'm motioning at Rodana, like, no! <laughs> kind of like, yeah, ne- negatory gesticulations. And Rodana says, I'm sorry, I, I don't know them. And at that, Erico says, very well. Commander Rodana, we are aware that you um, and the Paragon Freelancers hold this station. We're aware of some of the possibilities that lie within it. I congratulate you on your new find. And as a show of cooperation and goodwill, I understand if you would never want to turn over these people to us. However, if they should want to seek out ourselves... There is a number that you may they may call when they reach the Megalka system. And she gives off this number. The number is 555. Five, five. <laughs> yeah, it's 555-555-555. Five, 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 five. It gets a lot of crank calls, to say the least. Call JG Wentworth. <laughs> <laughs> At least it's not, what, 8675309? No. <laughs> that poor person. Yeah, that, that poor person. Um, and she says... I would like to reiterate that these people are in grave danger and not from ourselves. We, myself and Aaron Version, and I would not say the Greater Beholder Collective, have their greater interests at heart. I'm afraid that the Collective and I disagree on some of these matters. So please, if you can, or if you come into contact with them, and you truly do not know either of these people. Give them this information. It could very well save their lives. Thank you. And at that, without even letting Rodana speak, she hangs up. I'm not here. I'm still working <laughs> out the car. You, you put, peek your head out. You done? roll down the window and peek your hey, head out. Are we going? Are we going? Uh, Adam, are they leaving? It appears that Gazer 003 is leaving the vicinity. Perhaps you would like to wait a little bit until they get out of sensor shot. I think we would. Thank you. Spot on, Adam. Well, I I mean, I think that sounded like a lot of bullshit to me. I don't really know. I'm going to kind of look to Claire. Um, Can we refresh? Did she actually, like, live with the Watanabe's or... yeah, do you, do you want to talk to her about this? What you I'm have to remember come back. the backstory information we had, <laughs> yeah. but we can talk. Yeah, a, a little bit of a, a recollection. She's only mentioned Eriko Watanabe once. Um, this is when Delia confronted you guys, saying, "Who is Claire Watanabe, and why is Eriko Watanabe associated with all of this yeah. and the Beholder Collective and all of that?" Claire was in the vicinity of that, and that is when she had her first. Well, the the first prophecy that you guys saw or experienced. Um, And she just mentioned, yeah, no, she was 
nice though. She was one of the people that kind of kind of mm-hmm. helped me there. Um, and she had a hard time sort of understanding that the same person that was nice to her in this place was the same one to sort of quote unquote buy her. Um, so that yeah. she is still in pensive thought. Um, you, you can't really get a, a major read on her, but she's, it's, it's a lot to, to sort of take in. Yeah. If she's kind of seems like she's lost in thought, I'm going to give her space for the moment and not like immediately talk to her about that. But, and I'll say to Rodana, look, I, thanks for covering for us. I, I mean, I don't think we can trust those folks. I think that them saying, oh, they're looking out for us is like definitely a trap there with the Beholder Collective. Um, yeah, Aaron Version was the guy we were working for initially. Um, so yeah, I don't think there's any reason that like you should definitely go out of your way to like start trusting or communicating with those folks. I I can talk with my crew, but I think we're gonna be doing the same thing. I think that's reasonable. I'll make sure I let Tony know. Um, he lost a good group of his people um, from Beholder Collective people. So it's very clear that they've been after him as well. So I will make sure that they're aware of that. And we're trying to work to get the um, the hyper jump drive up and running. So hopefully uh, when we do that, we don't tear ourselves apart. And if they ever come looking for us again, we can just leave the vicinity. Yeah, it sounded I, like they I had your I was number. about to ask um, if what specifically is needed between now and, like, repairs. What is required between now and being able to hyper jump elsewhere? Is this Nona asking? Or yes. Is, okay, not, or Kirsten asking DM. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, uh, so... Um, we have a pipe that's a little <laughs> just kind of fucked up. Yeah, it's just a little fucked up. <laughs> if we run the engine a little hot, it wouldn't be good. It's not a problem right now. <laughs> but it could have been a big problem. Our water pressers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you guys, you are never going to believe this. <laughs> um, so right now, a lot of our um, our materials are being siphoned towards running the factory, which is very much what Quinn wants. Uh, we're trying to also at the same time make sure that the other rings are also operational and inhabitable. Um, I'd be worried if we didn't f- finish construction and repairs on those that we might just lose them all together, that lower end of the, sh- the uh, station. Um, yeah, I, we need a lot of materials, um, but I would say we're probably about 45% to completion. I would advise you rather strongly to make this a higher priority. And if need be, I can speak with Quinn and advise her as to the reasoning for that. But that might be more time sensitive than clearly, creation of robots. Uh, clearly, they um, have an idea of where we are now. So that... Uh, the priority of that has certainly been shifted upwards. Right. Well, um, luckily, you have uh, four, at least, people whose ass you've just kind of covered. So they're going to a material-rich planet. Do you have anybody on Fistos who 
you think would be able to help this out? Anybody you want us to go through um, and talk to while we're there? Well, as far as what I know, what's going on in Fistos, we sent um, Diane and Fu down there. Uh, there's some work that they're particularly good at, um, corporate espionage, that uh, is absolutely rampant down there. Um, so they're making quite a good could cut of all of that. Um, I understand you're heading to Nova Voxis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, when I was with the Fire Fangs, we, we had some work that we've done for her before. Uh, so I do have a little bit of an in with um, Alita Erspana, who uh, runs that place down there. Um, probably why the Fire Fangs are there now. But yeah, if you if you drop my name, she would probably remember me and have good feelings. I hope. As cool. as you can see, Rodana sort of goes back into her memories and just sifts over her her experiences with candlelit dinners. I yeah, nighttime heist through Paris. I I don't think I had gotten into my rebellious phase yet. <laughs> the betrayal. No. <laughs> um. Good. Yeah. Well. We'll, we'll see what we can do. Um, has Danny spoken to anybody on Gal about this? Uh, Delia or uh, she or anybody? She has contact with her parents back in Ragged Springs occasionally. I doubt that she would have re- talked to anyone. Yeah, that's, um, yeah, it's a little. And she's the communications officer, so I sh- she knows to encrypt her signals and stuff. So I can't imagine that. That conversation would have been overheard, and I can't imagine Danny talking to anyone. No, no, just I'm for more for the materials aspect of it, mining planets and mm. and the like. But um, yeah, I'm just looking for a way we can help. We we can certainly uh, look at that. Um, I think Ragged Springs has its own mm-hmm. problems right now that we wouldn't necessarily want to to get into, and I think as far as I'm aware, the Beholder Collective has sights and is backing that whole deal yeah all right well then yeah all right i guess stay safe and uh we're gonna be shipping out as soon as they're sort of out of range yep we could probably tell zix and dicks to stop arming the pseudo nuke then Mm -hmm. (laughs) well given that they held us do we have a better sense of what type of craft they were in Oh, yeah. Given that we had that conversation back and forth and sort of like, we know exactly where you are. Does Glazov 5 have the ability to also sort of like scan and figure out? Yeah. And ADM-141, you could have asked this. Yes, please. They were in a shuttle of some description. (laughs) There appeared to have been some kind of pre-tech on board, which I'm not familiar with, that perhaps made it a lot faster traveling. But hard points, practically none. Okay. I was a little bit concerned about the naming 003. <laughs> That's fair. I was just like it's very much like, a, well, also when you put that many zeros in the beginning of the number, it's because you expect to have at least that many things. Mm-hmm. So that name made me feel like the odds of it being one of those tiny little ships that like go back and forth Jeez. to a bigger ship. Higher. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. Cool. All right. So they're in a shuttle. Um. And Jeff, this yeah. is David asking quick, uh, 
compad question. To call that number and contact them, we'd have to be in the same system, right? Uh, yes. Okay. Um, and also, it, it's more of like a, a beacon. Mm-hmm. So uh, compads are generally used on the the planet itself. What effectively the 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 number um, or the serial number that was given to you is a, a way to have um, interplanetary communication. So it's similar to what um, Micah had set up with her team when she was trying to like ping this this sort of encrypted tower to see if there were any messages for her. It's a way of it's just like a, a mailbox kind of deal. So it wouldn't necessarily get into direct contact with her, but it would be a way for you to leave a message to her clandestine leave. I see. And that she could reply to. Yes. Understood. Okay. All right. So, uh, yeah, you guys wait a, uh, a period of time. The pseudo-nuke has been uh, mm-hmm. disarmed. Uh, Dick's head come in just running with it over his head and then was told, no, 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 go back. Watch out for the nun. (laughs) (laughs) Some days there's just no good place. Sadly brings it down to his chest, wraps his arms around it and just turns his head down and turns around and goes back towards the lab. And yeah, you, uh, you wait. Um, they appear to be out of distance anymore. The scanners on the station no longer can pick them up. Um, which either would require a very strong programmer on bo- on board for them, uh, because the sensors on a, a station is quite big. Granted, a shuttle it's quite small. So, which direction did they head in, and can we head in the opposite one? Um, they, they headed towards the vicinity of Gal. Okay. And you can really take start the spike drill from anywhere as long as you're outside of a large gravitational body, which you are. Yeah, so, since we're here, I'd like to refuel also. We did a jump. Yep. Cool. They, they, uh, like, it's on the house. So you don't have to worry about the 500 credits yeah. it would normally cost. Free gas, you guys. Wow. What a wondrous world. In this economy. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, uh, no. It's, it's going to be $5 a gallon. Oh, no. Um, I made myself sad. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, everyone gets on board, unless you guys have anything more that you want to do on Glazov 5. Obviously, Anona, we can hand wave and you you talked to um, Quinn about, hey, perhaps perhaps you should keep the station safe. And Quinn was like, I will think on this, but maybe perhaps you're right. It is my... (laughs) I am the station after all. I am the station after all. Um, So... You got good feelings. Actually, that, that was a one prior- thing I wanted yep. to check with the rest of the group that this would probably be a pull over to the side. Given what has transpired so far, would it be advisable to share a little bit more information about our particular situation? With who? With, with like, the Paragon freelancers. Mm, I don't know what you mean, like, that... Like Claire was being sold and stuff. Eriko Watanabe did claim parentship, and we are technically kidnapping then, just potentially sharing more information to shore up our side of the story. Uh, is Rodana still kind of like 
over <laughs> there. I specifically <laughs> did want to consult you all yeah. on this. She this pokes is- her head back in. I heard my name. Hey, <laughs> go away, go away. I, I'll just kind of, you know, peek over to her and be like, are we good? Are we like on the same page? <laughs> oh yeah, those guys are assholes. Yeah, fuck them. Great. I think we're all right, Nona. I don't think we need to die. Like if you guys want to share or anything. <laughs> ah. You know, <laughs> you know, that's what friends kind of do. <laughs> well. <laughs> um, I have a, a really bad scar on my knee. Oh. It's really gross. You don't want to uh. see it. I'm sorry. Is that what you're asking about? I, would, I, I have, I'm sorry. I've been thinking about something. I've got some scars too. You want to see them? Oh, Where are they? Uh, What's oh, your favorite one? Oh, <laughs> my favorite one. And she lifts up uh, her, oh, God. her shirt <laughs> and you can see just a gash on her side. I got this one from being stabbed oh, wow. that by did like not, a big ass spear. That did not heal well. <laughs> no, it, it it didn't. Yeah, that need. Yeah, that should have gone into medical. Yeah, that, that was before we got Mari. That's pretty bad, yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> I just anyway, thought I'd suggest. <laughs> yeah. Um, Given that Claire is still technically a minor. <laughs> yeah. Um, Only for a couple l- more years. Look to Claire. Yeah, like, Doing great, sweetheart. <laughs> uh, it's just like, you know, Claire's part of the crew. This is her her personal backstory if she wants to share well yes she was a part of this conversation i know so uh, she can <laughs> express her yeah. uh, express your feelings claire i was not in a good place on orisiame not like mentally but like physically not in a good place um was with some not so great people uh there was some kind of transaction. I'm not sure what kind, because the next thing I knew, I was um, drugged up and put into a, uh, you know, one of those 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 cryo sleep thingies. Um, and uh, when I woke up, these three, well, two, Alex was somewhere else, um, were there, and. Uh, I don't know. I, I I'm I'm happy with them rather than I don't know what was in store for me there. Um and I can't read people through a screen, so I can't tell if she was telling the truth or not. So yeah. <laughs> All right, in that case I guess we do not share anymore with the Paragon freelancers and I think I mean just... no, that was that was pretty much it. That's pretty yeah. much it. Oh, yeah. that was her that, talking that was, specifically yeah. to Rodana. Yeah. Okay. That was Sorry. the that was the intention. I was like, why are you why are you recapping this, Jeff? We know this. Because I No, no, no. I got it. I got it. that was on me. That was on me. Yeah. So I think we can Sorry. we can leave out the other bit about the the prophecy and the Tony and yeah, that yeah, yeah, stuff. Yeah. The prophecy yeah. and the Tony. Uh, Tony, Tony, Tony. <laughs> the Tony, the witch in the wardrobe. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you guys, you guys are heading yep. off of Glass Off Five then. Um all right, cool. Uh, you, you you pack up your bags and uh, you have, this is a new course that you're running. Um, you were given- the Punyavata system. Yes. Um, you have updated uh, rudders yep. in order to get there. Um, so it's like a freaking five, which you can do automatically. Uh, mm-hmm. You can choose to make it, you can trim, which would, All I right. think, have the time if you'd like. And how long is the normal time? Uh, six days. And in order to trim, I would need to... It would be a plus two 
Um, so it would be, it would go back up to a seven, which wouldn't make it automatic right. anymore. Right. Um, before we actually take out, take off from the spike drive, um, Alex is kind of, we'll be sitting around with everybody as we go over our duties for the spike drive or whatever. Um, before we leave the system, uh, do we want to call them? And I know, I know that the answer is no, but Geza is an all-seeing eye, yeah? Can we decide that? The all-seeing eye searches, the first line of the first prophecy we ever heard. And there's a champion, there was somebody there, and he was, you know, overcome by his failure, but the prophecy, Claire's prophecy said that it wasn't them that we had to worry about. So I just... You know, there's there's something else. There's this mysterious kind of information that everybody is holding over our heads, uh, trying, and it's it's bothering me. Uh, you know, so yeah. I I just want to put that out to the group. I mean, I guess you got a point. I always thought the um, the all-seeing eye was just like the beholder collective, because you know, beauty is yeah. in the eye of the beholder. It, mm kind of thing but i guess it could be that but yeah it was like the the guy overcome with his failure yeah i guess fucked up. aaron sucks so i guess he no yeah. he's so he's, he's shit <laughs> would would Maybe. we like a review of the particular prophecy that we were discussing we, we could go over it i suppose <clears throat> No, no, no. I'm already there, Jeff. <laughs> I'm also looking at it. <laughs> the all-seeing eye searches, but we are safely hidden in the shadows. A champion will be sent, the man touched by fire and built by blood. Consumed and possessed by his failure, he sets his eyes on a moat of dust in the expanse. However, his wrath is not what we should fear. There is something in the abyss, ancient, unknown. It is coming. Space Kraken. Mm. Space Kraken. I always misread that as Space Karen. Oh, no. <laughs> Even more terrified. So, so there's that, and Maybe, just, uh, just by that, we can we can escape them. We can get away from them, just like we have been so far. Um, and I love that personally. Uh, but it also means if we do want to pursue this, and this is what we want to do, then we have to make the first move i hate that you have a good point and i mean it, it's this kind of slot like directly into that <laughs> no i hate it because i don't want to talk to them what what they have set up it's not like we would be like meeting with them face to face right it's just kind of like dropping uh an invoice or or like a a letter in their mailbox it what do we get from that you know I guess, I mean, that's just what you were saying, right? Like, they want to tell us something, and I guess we actually maybe should find out what this thing in the deep is, because there's something that's probably not Aaron. Yeah, something that's not... The space Karen, you got it. Yeah. The space Karen. It was me, just a dude, like... <laughs> it, well, um, so, like, if if I can get in you know, seeing distance of them, I could ask these questions without them ever knowing. 
Yeah. I know it's that'd be really dangerous, but like theoretically, right? Yeah. Yeah. We could. Are there around here any sort of? I'm thinking like planets we could land on, something that could get us like a a face to face without necessarily a bunch of. I don't know. We don't have to immediately go to this face to face, but even sending out a message is just kind of. I don't know. I don't know. It puts us weirdly in their power. They they know that there's something else going on and there's something that they want. There's something that we have that they want. So it's it's a it's a strange I don't think we should jump to face to face. Yeah, and especially because, you know, us reaching out means that we were talking to the Paragon freelancers and obviously like they kind of already think we were, but it exposes I was going them some to more ask too. About that. Yeah. Yeah. Which I also don't like. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not saying we do it. I'm just saying it, it's an option. Um, I knew Eriko. She was nice. I mean, like genuinely nice. I, I, I know I wasn't as strong with my telepathy then as I am now, but like she had no ill intentions towards me. And the fact that she actually drew up papers to have me adopted means like she wanted to officially be like my guardian, right? I just, I don't know. Um, I still don't really know what all her whole deal is about, but her intervention with my situation is the reason why I'm no longer on Orisiame, which I'm thankful for. Do you believe if you had been successfully delivered to Aaron Version that that would have been a good outcome i was under the impression that we were fairly certain that it would not have been but i don't know obviously moving people the way that i was moved is you don't do that unless you have to and you only have to if you shouldn't right yeah yeah you are in a a stasis pod and a smuggler hold that's not on the up and up. In fact, I would go so far as to claim that that is not good parenting. I'd agree with that, Nona, yeah. (laughs) And they also somehow lost the ship I was on, which, you know, that's that's, also not great. I bet you it was Aaron. Like, honestly, I think that (laughs) it's his fault. That's what the prophecy tells me. It's his fault. (laughs) Um, I propose a few paths forward. Here they are. (laughs) Um, First path. Claire sends the message. Claire calls the number. Um, You can ask whatever has been bothering you. You can ask whatever questions you have. Say we give Miss Watanabe a chance to answer and then go from there. We don't answer anything else besides... Uh, direct answers to Claire's questions. Um, Two, we do nothing. Three, we send our own message as a group. What's what's going on? What do you have? Four, we reassess when the Paragon freelancers can move their station. Mm. Five, I have a beer 
<laughs> I don't think that's necessarily like in you know like so a choice to when do you're listing other than things, all of that. When you're listing things, sometimes it's best to just say a number and then say anything afterwards until you until you can't come up with numbers and you know. Okay. Six. <laughs> I'm kidding. We, we actually moved the space <laughs> Sam Adams into the fridge, so there'll be cold. Oh, the cold now. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Moving up in the world. <laughs> Claire, do you want to be in touch with Erica and try and do do item number one? Because um, I think I think it would be a good idea to talk to them. But like, if you want to, or if we handle it, I think uh, is a fair question. I like Alex says. I th- I'm I'm worried that there's more to the situation that we don't know about. They're also after Tony, right? And yeah. Tony, so, well, no, but like Tony was like, he he he's got weird psionics too. Yeah, to do a mm-hmm. strain of. Yeah, so we can figure it's not just that, you know, Erica wants to be reunited. There's something there with uh, with your particular kind of situations you've got, and we won't really know until. We seek them out or we seek whatever information about me and Tony and what makes us special. Like, I don't know. It's our only lead right now, I guess. We could attempt to get in contact with Tony. Six. <laughs> Tony. <Yeah. laughs> oh, the freelancers were, were going to do that anyways, right? Mm, yes. Yeah, we could, I guess we could chat with Tony. Uh, (laughs) Hey, guys. What? What? (laughs) Get that ghost out of my (laughs) head. That's Anthony. The ghost of Tony. Oh, no. Um, All right. So, yeah, at the very least, fine. When we're in in Magalka next, I guess. Okay, so four. Let's do that. All right, we... Put this off a little bit. Consider our options once we're back. Maybe the Pergon freelancers have word of Tony. Maybe they're able to move and we are less worried about any Beholder Collective space station shenanigans. Yeah? All right. Okay. Clap on three. No. <laughs> break. 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 And break. All right. Um, so you guys are all in, in the ship. Uh, Arcus is also there, just sort of scratching the back of his head, seeing that plot is happening in front of him, and he doesn't know what the hell's going on. You are a temporary passenger here, <laughs> sir. You will be quiet in your corner. Argos is just having a grand time. He hasn't been with Claire for this long and forever. Um, so, oh, yeah. yeah, we have a dog. Yeah, you guys have a dog. Well, Claire has a dog. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know how that is. When the kids get a dog, the parents really get a dog. She's taking pretty good care of it, granted it doesn't really eat or like have to go to the bathroom because it is a robot. Yeah. So pretty you know. easy dog on easy mode. <laughs> it is dog on easy mode. So spike drill. Yep. No, I no. think we're just going to do the normal speed of things. Uh, yeah. Mike is going to chime in to know like, no, no, I, I gotta be honest with you. Like we just did a, a jump over to here. I'm like a little sick of being cooped up on the ship. Could we try and go faster? Yes. I shall Do push it. the red button. Okay. So you're trying to trim the course? Oh, okay, fine. I'm very suggestible, Jeff. I'm a very suggestible person. I mean, you just need to get above a uh, seven, right? And you right. got like a plus 
four already. Do I? It's it's an int. Oh. Uh, okay. No, it's a it, it's a int pilot check, I believe. Int. Or a dex pilot, pilot. check, but I think you dex, want int pilot. Well, either way, it's plus two for total. Sorry, I was wrong. Alex has a beard. <laughs> so I roll it. Roll it. All right. Yeah, we're fine. I got nine on the dice. All right. Yeah, you're fine. So it only is going to take you uh, three days. Right. Uh, and then two days to actually travel there. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's less. The, that is five days instead of eight days, mm-hmm. which is a big difference. Yeah, I'll take it. I just want to get somewhere with an atmosphere again, honestly. <laughs> but this is space. Um, do you have the the Starfarer uh, foci, or do you just have like another pilot thing? Because Starfarer allows you to basically do a bunch of these spike drills for free. Just oh, I do have. Oh hell yeah! Yeah, do you just do totally it? Totally do that. Yeah, no, we should have been doing this the entire time. I've been concentrating on like all of my AI crap. Gain pilot as a bonus skill, you automatically succeeded all spike drill related checks of difficulty 10 or less. Which has been all of them. Okay. It's been all of them. Yes. So we just go faster. <laughs> we go faster now. I, I mean, the red button. I think it makes sense that Nona has been like, I'm going to be play it safe, We're even though I know exactly how to do this. We're and like, I could book. cheat yeah, it a little yeah. bit because I'm just good enough at it. All right. Cool. And then from here on out, we are going fast. <laughs> Zooming. Gotta here go you fast. go. Uh, let me just make note of that. I so did not. Re- I did so much reviewing stuff, and it was all weapons and what money we have and what other things we have. I forgot to think about me. Mm. <laughs> I was always take time for yourself. There you go. So yeah, you guys have have the time that, right. in which you're in metadimensional space. You you pierce through that that opalescent, colorful veil, and you are just gliding through the in between. Um, you do still have three days of downtime. Uh, I know we already recently did like a, an episode of where you guys <laughs> were hanging about. If there are any conversations that you want to have happen, feel free to have them happen now. Uh, for the most part, Arcus is continuing to do what he does, um, like maybe helping out Nona here and there on some diagnostics or stuff like that. Yep. Nona, I've, I've have it listed here that you also maybe want to work on your pendants, yep, which is something that can be working things. on. Um and, and Claire's continuing to just go between, like, reading, practicing shooting, training with Argos, talking with you guys, training with uh, Nona to get that connection a little bit more Yeah, right. We solid. can send numbers. Yeah. Possibly more. Not Actually, yes. Definitely. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, just numbers. This, I need to teach Claire binary. <laughs> this is the code for I'm getting attacked by a large animal right now, zero, but zero, only a zero, single zero, one. Zero, 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 one. <laughs> and we're just going to iterate through them. So just you, go through on those, yeah. Maybe um, we can try to do some remedial cooking classes. Yeah. <laughs> um, actually, one big thing I would like to do during this time, though, is yeah. uh, kind of a two-parter. I wanted to go through EDI 246's, uh, the the sort of memory storage. Yes. Just do a sweep without this personality kind of between me and it uh-huh. of the what happened in, well, in the Senna Project Cave, whatever you want. Like, I want to know all of that can i can i have you roll an in program check please sure thing i love rolling stuff this is an rpg it wouldn't be an rpg without rolling some dice okay i got an eight 
Okay. So this, it's not like data that you would have stored on a data slab or a combat or something mm-hmm. like that. This, it's just built differently. It seems like rather than having like a graphical user interface and then being able to go through that and have like a a very specific file system, Mm -hmm. it is just an assortment of a random connections Uh just here and there. You are able to ask, uh, figure out some things. So I'm going to, I'm going to play this as like, you can basically ask one question but this, like, this is you're you're taking a lot of time to pour over this, and it's like mm. this association is bound to like this association, and then you have to like look up like, oh, where did that association come from? And it's just, it's almost like you're looking into someone's synapses rather than this is a, a hierarchical structure. So feel free to say no to this. Oh, but okay. I was just well, I was wondering if I have the ability to kind of jack myself into it like if it's if it's synapses and all of that stuff so yeah like cool weird robot shit and i'm looking through eh, that's just hacking. i've got routines related to hacking i've got routines related to okay so here's what i'll say um this is something that you could theoretically do. Uh-huh. You would have to build some kind of housing that would allow you to have that set up. Okay. So you need to like, similar to how there were a bunch of bays sort of set up. And then uh, in Lens 4, I think it was, uh, where you found EDI mm-hmm. uh, 246, you would have to have a similar sort of structure there mm-hmm. to sort of because you need them all plugged in at the same time. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you're only getting like a very specific subset and it's pointing to something on another drive, which then you have to plug in and stuff like that. Got it. Okay. Um, so that is something that you could theoretically build in, I would say, a couple of days. Okay. But I, I don't think you'd be able to do that and then immediately sort of jump in. Yeah. But if you like to... So you get, you get that information. So yep. you, you know that if you want to have a more like visual understanding mm-hmm. of what's has was kept track on these these tapes. Yeah. Um you can absolutely do that. You need to build it for that. But you were also able to glean one piece of information. What yes. do you want that information to be? The information that I would like that to be is basically I'm looking for any information about where did she go? Where did Dr. Samantha Calvin go? Because we knew she left, I believe, in a huff after the Senna thing. If there was any interactions like, oh, hey, where are you going? What's happening here? Like, Eddie, buy me a bus ticket. Anything like that. And Uh even if there's just like a, I think that's, that's the most pertinent information is this trail is kind of the farthest we've gotten for her. Where did she go? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's okay if there's like not. Yeah, no, no. I, I'm I'm looking through my notes. That's fair. Yeah. Where did you come from? Where did you go? Where did you come from, Doctor <laughs> Samantha, Samantha Calvin? Calvin. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. This is a good one. So I also gave you a whole list of of yes. places that she purchased to to try and um, paint a word picture. <laughs> Please. You are not accessing 
a data file mm-hmm. that says like, oh, here's this interaction that happened. Yeah. It's, it's a bunch of these different types of associations. So there's like, okay, um, the Senna incident. Okay, that, that, that happened. And then you, you trace that to Dr. Samantha Calvin and you see like a whole bunch of these um, other associations with this and like relationships yeah. and stuff like that. And so you, you go down one of the relationships and she mentioned passingly, it seems at one point in time, that she had friends in the, the Punyavata system, the one that you are in fact going to. Um, oh, thank goodness. <laughs> Skipping around to my plot here. Um, uh, she she mentioned a, a planet on Deimos where she had uh, a close associate who was actually one that was able to escape from Glazov 5. The name is specifically Dricht. Huh. Just the one word, Dricht. You know, like Madonna. You know. <laughs> uh, and... That that is effectively what you got. You don't know anything about Demos uh, offhand, other than it's in the same system as Fistos. The planet is called Demos. Yes, the Beautiful. planet is called Demos. Okay, excellent. Um, in that case, I am going to add to my sort of mental to-do list to potentially explore more of this information later. But I think in the meantime, I would like to hook back up EDI 246 and turn them on. Uh, okay. What are you putting them into? Um, Because he, 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 right now he is literally just a chip. Yes. Um. <laughs> so I did, my original intention was kind of like, to just leave him as close to what he was before as I could. But if that's not, and then like check and see if he wants to be in a robot body. Cause I think Nona's being a little bit hesitant about this, okay. given that she made some assumptions with Quinn that turned out to be false. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, if it's, if it's, it needs another housing kind of thing, then I think I most definitely just put, put him in a robot body. Okay. So you just put him in one of the, the, um, are you putting him in Juan? No, I'm going to put him in one of the uh, pre-tech security bots. Ideally with the batons like kind of disabled because we're not really going for you can fight, you can whatever here. Right. And I will say that his memory banks are removed from him. Hmm. See, I don't love that because that's like quite traumatic. I'm going to hold off on it then. Yeah, I don't you, think I'm going to like turn a personality on that doesn't have the the memory banks as well. Yeah. Um because effectively what what the entirety of EDI 141 is is it's this plane of of glass yep. in front of all of these memories. Right. And so right now you only have the plane of glass which colors these these different memories in these different ways. Yes. Um so if you do not have those memories behind it, it would not be the same. Okay. In that thing. case, I'm going to take the time specifically to build one of those ports then. Yep. Okay. I'm going to build a housing, ideally something that can house me in the future as well if I decide I want to do that. Okay. But main goal. Do you want to build this into the robot or separately? I I think separately for now. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I, I don't. There's a lot of customization here and cool stuff we can do. Yeah. But basically, like I, my number one priority is interacting with this entity in as much the original sense as like getting him back to being what he was. And then we'll go from there. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Uh, yeah, so that that is something that you can certainly do. Um you can probably do that in the time that it takes you to get to Fistos, okay. I would say, um, but not actually be able to do anything with it at that point. Like you have you at the end, okay. you get there and it's created. Okay. Cool. <laughs> like you could then, if you immediately get pulled into something else, you're not going to be able to do something or you could get there and like, wait, hold on. I, I think I would lean towards the, the wait, hold on. All right. Yeah. That, that, that's the idea. Um, just, I, I want it to be completed at the end of this, sure. this, um, venture, maybe perhaps you're still testing it or something okay. afterwards. So, uh, when you have some downtime after you get to Fistos, you can absolutely turn it on. Okay. So yeah, that, that is one thing, uh, Micah or Alex, anything that you guys want to do while you're in metadimensional space or traveling to Fistos? Alex is acquainting himself with the shield he got, um, at six index. So he'll be out and about just kind of like running through some drills with it mm-hmm. um this is the force pavis no it's just normal shield just normal shield okay mm-hmm. immune shock damage which is nice yes and i have the combat armor so the base ac like doesn't matter just it's just a plus one. one yeah so effectively you have like a, a riot shield almost as well mm-hmm. cool uh yeah i'm gonna be I mean, keeping up with claire's ongoing kind of training with with the gun, we can practice some of her telepathy some more, too. Um, Make you forget about more pens. What? Make you forget that, about more that, pens. That never happened. Oh, right. Yes, of course. Um, but especially because we're going to be going into possibly a combat situation. I want to make sure that she's brushed up on that. Mm-hmm. All right. Cool. So uh, you guys spend your time preparing for whatever you're getting yourselves involved with. Um, you need to make sure you remember the name Dr. Lucius Leggett. As that the, that's the the contact that you are meeting in uh, Nova Voxis on the planet of Fistos. You guys get out of metadimensional space. Nothing immediately uh, catches your eye. Um, Nona, can I have you make a roll in in program check, please? Program. Ooh. And can you add two to your roll? Two to my roll. Yes. Okay, then that is a 14. <laughs> Okie doke. Yeah. Turns it, out us robots, we're very good at program, and these yep. dice really, really like me. So you get out of metadimensional space. You quickly check the sensors to see if anyone is detecting you or you are detecting anyone else, and you are not. Hooray! And so you continue on your I'm way. I'm pretty merrily. confident there's nothing out there. <laughs> Philip's giving me a look. <laughs> and I'm pretty confident there's nothing out there. Sometimes you, you got to make people roll just for the hell of it because when it does matter, you got to, mm-hmm. you want to, don't want it to. I mean, we've been doing that yeah. right? recently, yes. Yeah. I've, I've, I've recently had you start doing that. Um, all right. So you guys are making your way to Fistos. Those things are happening. Nona is learning uh, about Dricht on Demos. Also, I've got a silly question because I took bad notes last time. Yo, what's up? I just have something that says, steer clear of Wycliffe. Ha, 
Yes, uh, <laughs> that is something that I can remind you guys about. Thank you. So, um, as a quick refresher, Fistos uh, and what you guys got from that. There are four major cities that lit that are on Fistos. They all kind of surround a a major lake on one side of the planet. There's Nova Voxis. There's Everhaven, Sona Bhutan, and Wycliffe. And Nova Voxis, each one of these major cities is a massive pretech factory uh, that the um, the residents sort of took up into. So they are literally living within the factory itself. And uh, Nova Voxis is kind of kind of run by ACG Manufacturing, who is um, led by Aletta Arispana. Right. And then there is Wycliffe, which is Moonless Sky Manufacturing, ran by Wilhelm Restikov. And those two in particular uh, do not like each other. Most of most of the cities do not have good relations with one another. Um, they've been trying to like undercut the other ones or do some corporate espionage where they try and sabotage the other person's factory, which is literally their way of life. So it is any time that that sort of thing happens, it is like you are committing a, a massive crime that could affect and possibly uh, cause massive famines and could massively affect the, the life there in that particular uh, city or megastructure. Uh, Nova Voxis and Wycliffe specifically have a very heated rivalry and have often but, uh, bashed heads. And sorry, one more time, the name of the person who runs Wycliffe? Wilhelm Restikov. That's it. Does he do that scream thing? Ah! It's uh, still a little too high, but yeah, he does. Ah! Maybe maybe you'll maybe you'll get him to do that one time. Honestly, if you guys ever met him and then kill him, Philip, I need you to add a Wilhelm scream in. <laughs> okay, you got it. Now, <laughs> now this has become a Kirsten goal. So uh, let me quickly describe Fistos. Um, you come across this planet. It is spherical shaped. Sorry, it's not a fist. Giant fist in the sky. I feel um, like there's a lost opportunity there, Jeff. You could have made it whatever you wanted. This I, is sci-fi. You could have made it accurate, Jeff. Yeah. As you're as you're coming up on it, you actually came up from behind on it. And when I say behind, you look on it and it is just dull, gray, brown. And as you swing around to the the front face, and I put that in, in quotation marks because a sphere doesn't really have a front or a back you notice this massive lake. Like this is a lake that takes up probably uh, a third of the entire surface. And around the ring of the lake is greenery and all of that stuff. So it seems like about two thirds of the planet is just dead and brown and lifeless. From from the appearance, you, you know that, that is, there's actually stuff down there, but it's not what humans would be able to like live with. And then there's that area that it seems all of the humans sort of coalesce in, which is where the, the mega structures are. And as you grow closer and closer, um, following the coordinates that were given to you, you see Nova Voxis, which is this absolutely massive superstructure. This is something that uh, if an entire city was just one building, correct? And so it has these large metal walls that are crenellated to keep whatever might be outside from coming in. 
And as you fly over top and you're given a hail to land on one of the, the landing pads, which you're able to, to handle just fine, you, you give them your intentions and you land down. And this thing is just a massive tower that reaches into the sky. Um, it obviously shrinks um, the, the, the diameter of it as it goes farther and farther. It's not really a, a spire similar to what you saw in Jade. Yeah, we're over spires. It, it, it is just a super mega structure that like as you get closer and closer, you can see that there are just all of these different levels. And there has to be like thousands and thousands of stories. This is a massive place. And so you land and that is we're going to end today's episode. Yay! Cool. Ooh, so you guys are going to get to explore Nova Voxus and meet Dr. Lucius Leggett. I can't wait. Time. It's going to be so long. Oh, stop you. No, I make this joke every single damn time. I'm going to make it this time. To the bit. I hope this building has elevators. <laughs> no, it's always like day in Nova Voxus. I love our because it's